Welcome, one and all, to another edition of Superhero Stuff You Should Know. This is The Amazing Spider-Bed, and with me is... Andrew Brock, everybody. How's it going? And uh, we're going to cover The Amazing Spider-Man, because why not? We're still on the Spider-Man train. We've moved into the next phase of Spider-Man movies and uh, going into the Andrew Garfield ones. So, all right. here we are. The one everybody's shat on, but was actually good. <laughs> So, this is for all of you <laughs> who are fans. But yes, no, no, no. We, uh, we thought some of this could be interesting because there's, there's a lot that's cool here uh, in terms of the different suits, uh, the lizard, and uh, some scenes that did not make it uh, into the movie. So, uh, we can dive in here. So, okay. let me move into, the, uh, into the, the view here. This is cool. This is the first one we're going to start off with. That is pretty cool. This is from Josh Nizzy, and uh, this kind of goes into what Tim Flattery was talking about to us uh, last week about how, like, at a certain point, you see just more digital art, digital environments, as opposed yeah. to the hand-drawn stuff, and we can start seeing that in The Amazing Spider-Man onwards when it comes to the Spider-Man movies. So this is from artist Josh Nizzy, and Nizzy did a bunch of these that we're going to look at in the beginning. Uh, but he said here in this write-up, quote, they found this weird alleyway with a billboard in it. In the art, I just filled it in with garbage and set the mood with a little digital environment up above uh, with that, the logo, the tag that's on the wall. So kind of cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, like dirty fucking alleyway. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, accomplished. It does carry on the, uh, the Batman Begins type of vibe that they were injecting into Spider-Man and this one with like the symbol of Spider-Man causing people to to run away it sort of feels like in this piece. Right. Yeah. That was an interesting part from from Flattery when he was saying like that was one of the last movies to be kind of done with more traditional mm -hmm. concept art and soon after that it was all probably maybe not all but mostly replaced by mm -hmm. digital art like this, which is yeah. fine, it's just different. Mhm. Mm yeah, you can you can feel the shift. You can feel the yeah the, uh, the differences coming up. Mm -hmm. So this is interesting. I don't remember this in the movie. I don't think it's in the movie, but uh, it looks like Peter has a friendship with a store owner at some sort of leather, uh, like bookstore, not bookstore, luggage store, uh, or so. Uh, it says leather shop interior uh, on here. It's just a bunch of bags with tags on them. Uh, and looks like Peter skateboards in. So uh, I would presume this is Uncle Ben and his shop. But I, I guess I does find Uncle much Ben info on this. Uncle Ben generally has a leather shop. <laughs> I like, don't think what does so. he normally do? <laughs> he just dies. <laughs> That's, That's all he does. He's, like, he's Peter's Krypton. <laughs> yeah. His only purpose is to die. Is to blow up. Um, so. Uh, I mean, maybe there's some sort of connection with, like, leather bags made from reptile skins. Or, I don't know. That's the first thing I was thinking of. Yeah, or he uses some of the material for the suit. But I was like, I don't remember this in the movie. But it looks like they could be Uncle Ben uh, in that. Or it's uh, some fathery figure that was cut from the movie. But, um, you know, Occam's Razor. Most likely scenario, it's Uncle Ben at his store. Uh, and they were going to go into what Uncle Ben actually does. Uh, which, in this case, is... <laughs> some leather store with leather suitcases with tags on them. Bro, no so, idea. Uh, this is cut for a reason. This yeah, doesn't I think look so. great. 
and then we get here. Yeah, it looks like another version of Peter visiting what I would pre presume to be Uncle Ben's store, uh, just a different version of it. Uh, but now it's like, I guess he's like a cobbler in this. You get shoes on the side. Uh, you still see some luggage on the left. Uh, and then you see like a sewing machine in the foreground. So Okay, this is all be. trying to make the suit, I guess, like maybe even a montage or something. Uh, maybe, maybe if this is not Uncle Ben, but right. who knows? Leather shop. It's just like, okay. <laughs> it's a little random, yeah. The vegans would go nuts. <laughs> uh, all right, so this is the Oscorp lab, which is where uh, Peter's going to get bitten by the spider, uh, which is important. So uh, this kind of look did carry over pretty well into the movie, I think, uh, as well as the lab itself with uh, sort of the blue aura of the area where all the, uh, you know, the engineered spiders uh, sort of all fall on Peter. Is so. that where he says that joke, I happen to be a southpaw? <laughs> the Dr. Lizard or whatever. Uh. He's, he's saying a joke to the people that are visiting um, oh, the lab. Yeah. I don't and, remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember that because it's like the only, maybe the only time he's funny in the whole thing. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, it might be in here. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's supposed to be Connors on the uh, on the right because he still has both arms, and so does the other guy on the that's left. That's true, so yeah. These are just kind of random scientists, but presumably, right, like this is where primarily Dr. Connors is going to be working, so right. this would be his lab, or at least right, right. something like this would be his lab. Uh, a mm -hmm. little bit more of the hallways. Uh, in Oscorp, we would be inside this corporate building a lot more than in the uh, the Raimi movies. Uh, and then we have this cool look at a fight between the lizard and Peter. As we can see, Peter's mask is off. Suit looks, looks a little fucked up. Uh, and it says Oscar building fight. So it was towards the end, I'm guessing. And I'm guessing that's Dennis Leary's Captain Stacy. Uh, in the background, you can see. God, I forgot sort of Leary was the fucking captain in this goddamn shit. Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad pick, though, honestly. He was good. Yeah, he's good. Leary's good. He was, he was solid in it. It was a, sort of a left field pick, but it worked. It totally worked. Just because he did that fucking firefighter show for fucking probably, ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, probably why. But still, <laughs> like, though. Eh, firefighter, cop, you know, <laughs> New you York, do this. Whatever it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, he was hilarious back in the day on D Daily Show. Him and Jon Stewart would just kind of rivet each other for... They wouldn't even have, like, a proper interview. <laughs> <laughs> they would just, like, take jabs at each other for 15 minutes, and that was the show. <laughs> Uh, that's my main Dennis Leary uh, memory. It was uh, it was also refreshing though, because like beforehand it was James Cromwell, known for like being the farmer in the Babe movies as Captain Stacy, the yeah, Tobey Maguire yeah. one. But you know, there's yeah. a younger take, so to have you know somebody who's not some gray-haired old dude <laughs> as Captain Stacy, like in the comics, yeah. but someone who was younger, uh, worked for that and worked for who would be you know Emma Stone's father uh, for the 2012 movie. So uh, I think that worked really well. Siskel and Ebert loved Babe and Babe One and Babe Two, man. Every time I hear Babe, I think of their rankings. <laughs> Babe like, Two was like Ebert's favorite movie of that year, right? They're, they're, that's what I'm saying. That they, they both were their number one favorite movie that year. It was like Babe, Jeez. then Fargo, then mm -hmm. Babe Two. Like that's <laughs> like kind of how it went. Like <laughs> yeah, they both agreed on on Babe uh, mm -hmm. a lot for some. Oh. I don't know. I just remember that random shit for some reason. Siskel didn't like their Karate Kid, though, man. How wrong really? he was. 
I didn't know that. Thumbs down. Too formulaic, he said. <sighs> well. Well, fuck him. No, just kidding. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace, Siskel and Ebert. Uh, all right, so this is another one from Josh Nizzi. He says, Spider-Man is making his way toward Oscorp, and there's chaos all along the way. This was toned down in the film, but there were originally more lizard people. Uh, Spider-Man would swoop in and save people from an attacking lizard man or police who have turned into lizards. That so I remember in the movie. pretty sweet. Yeah, like in the movie, we see cops getting turned into them, but we don't really see, you know, and then we see them get turned back into humans. And that was about it. Yeah. But we didn't really yeah. get to see yeah. them dispersed around New York City and, and the chaos and, and Peter having to fight it. And uh, Nizzy says here he's injured. Peter's injured, but he's saving people as he goes and people are cheering on him. So maybe this is like an original. Like what they had in mind before the whole the crane scene where C. Thomas Howell has everybody, you know, all the construction workers line up the crane so that, uh, you know, Peter can get from one side to the next, which is, <laughs> I know people made fun of that scene, but that is a solid scene, I think. You like that scene? I think I it's so like weird. Scene. It's cheesy. It is weird. It's cheesy, but it's one of those, like, it's like what goes around comes around type of thing. Like, because he did save that guy's kid, and it's a nice little way to like include New York into it in like a bigger way than, you know, cause like Spider-Man one had that first scene where, you know, you got all the New Yorkers on the bridge throwing shit at like Green Goblin and kind of felt like they might've added that in reshoots post 9-11 to just kind of have more solidarity with New York. It seemed like it, that type of thing uh, with it. But yeah, I mean, that's one of the more, cause like looking back, I haven't seen this one that much. I haven't rewatched it nearly as much as the Raimi ones, but it's one of the ones that like stands out to me is something that I remember. Okay. I <laughs> like, I like this movie quite a bit, but that scene took me out of it. Not as much as the fucking stupid jazz scene, but I, I maybe have to see it again to really give it a fair shake. But I, I, I remember that not being my thing when I, when I first <laughs> saw it. You're more of a fan of this movie than I am. So I'm surprised. Yeah, they made such a big deal on this in this movie about he his webs grab onto actual shit. We know where the web's going every time. It's just like, okay, I'm glad you're <laughs> thinking the of most it, important but thing. you should. I don't. Yeah, it's not like I, I just don't give a shit. At the end of the day, it's guy in a goddamn spider suit. Mm-hmm. Like I, they were trying to make it the Dark Knight of Spider-Man, so they more added realism. I get it, but it was just like that connected with the. New York Pride thing. I don't, I don't know. It was it's just it felt a little awkward to me, but it's whatever. It didn't ruin the movie. More Spider-Man versus the Lizard, but above the streets right here. <laughs> uh yeah, this and is And Lizard's good. got bombs. Look at that. He's got like a knapsack full of bombs that he's throwing at Peter. It's like uh the Hobgoblin. Kind of. Kind of both either goblins, you know, with instead of the pumpkin bombs, it's just regular old bombs, but uh, it is kind of cool to see what could have been when it comes to, uh, you know, the third act here. Lizard is such a, I think he's a cool villain. I mean, he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I really like him as a villain. I love the, his look in the, in the nineties cartoon. I think I had the toy of him too, actually, Mm. if I, maybe. So yeah, I had a lot of, I guess, nostalgia going into this. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a good pick, even though, like, yeah, it felt like he was built up in the previous movies that was kind of, to me, a little, you know, you had to get used to the fact that, okay, this is a reboot, this is a different take, it's a different dynamic between Peter and Connors, but also, I mean, it's a different Peter and Connors, but a similar dynamic to what you would expect, because it is the tragedy of, you know, the science dude 
who uh, you know becomes a monster. So mm-hmm. uh, that was there. It's just kind of like what has been commented before. Uh, there were a lot of deleted scenes of this guy's family. The Connors okay. family are a big part of the comics that um, just never made the cut in, in this. There's deleted scenes that are on YouTube uh, with his family, but uh, mm. that would have fleshed him out a little bit more and maybe people wouldn't have criticized as much about he's just a dude who wants to turn other people into lizards. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely wanted to turn himself into a lizard. Yes. So, I mean, that'd be so but cool if we could do that, though. More. Like, yeah. at least the grow back an arm thing, man. That'd be mm-hmm. so awesome, man. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. So, this is more of the lizard with the bombs, with the cops who have been turned into lizards. So, this is a there's little bit a, more of what could have been. There's a lot going on in this image. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I like it. It is. Yeah, and I like the look of the, um, the cops still kind of having the clothes. Partially because, like, visually, right? You need to be able to tell between them and the lizard. But also, it, it evokes the old school look of the lizard with like the lab coat. Oh yeah, you definitely need that. Yeah, rather than just the naked version that we got in the movie. I know they should have done the lab coat thing. Yeah, for sure. Something about Redo something it. really striking about lizard people. You know, their place in conspiracy theories, and I don't know. You just see it pop up a lot. It's a it's just mm-hmm. striking kind of thing. My favorite Mortal Kombat character is reptile. There's just a lot going. I don't know. It's always a good. It's always cool to me. We talked about Killer Croc the other time. Killer Croc's cool. I actually, Lizard might be cooler than Killer Croc. I, he's more know, fleshed out for sure. He's more fleshed out, yeah. Him being a scientist is cool. And you, what you said earlier made me think too. Like a lot that underpins a lot of like comic book villains is like science gone wrong and scientists mm-hmm. that couldn't control their own science. Like what hath science wrought kind of thing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, God, I feel like we're going to see all... We're going to... It sounds wild to say, man, but like almost every fucking thing is coming true uh, oh. with from science fiction, just about. Mm-hmm. We got flying... We have... Well, we don't have flying cars yet, but we're close to... We're close to a lot of things <laughs> in science we'll fiction. That, yeah. yeah, a lot of shit. Nanobots, all that. Anyway, well, I digress. Hopefully we won't turn into lizards, but... <laughs> they made those fucking pig hybrid embryos, though. Oh, well, that is closer then. So, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, let's let's move on. Uh, this is another thing. So, Nizzy describes, quote, the large antenna on top of Oscorp Tower is knocked over and crashes down onto the street. Here I took one of the backlot concepts, concepts and then put in the antenna. It's not actually in front of Oscorp in this image, but your eye is on the giant antenna crashing and people running away. So, more disaster stuff that's happening in the third act, which is, in the movie, more focused in the side of the tower, not necessarily in the streets. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Uh, a little bit more of the sequence. Uh, cops coming around to what looks like the lizard or a guy who's been turned into a lizard, considering he's still got some of his clothes on. Uh, so this is a little bit more of that uh, that subplot. There was a lot of this. You know what? And that did feel like it got short shrift when you saw the movie. So... Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I that would have been cool. They just I, I know they lost the budget there. I mean, what mm-hmm. else? What else would it be? You know, so it would have been very cool if they could have if they could have done that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Spider-Man swinging around uh, in New York with a lot of fires in it. You know, during this third act, uh, and then we got this big confrontation, which is close to what we got in the movie of of the lizard versus uh, Peter 
in the Oscorp building on the roof uh, with Peter unmasked uh, and looking buff as fuck. Look at that. He's ripped uh, because <laughs> I'm trying to evoke the you know, 80s comics there uh, on that. His thighs just bulging out of the, the fucking quads, the dude. Yeah. The, the quad father. Yeah. Well, I guess that's what happens when you're, you know, web slinging around and doing the Spider-Man pose. That is true, man. That's true. It does not skip leg day. Yeah. Uh, let's see another shot here. This is a cool one of just Spider-Man just web slinging around. Thighs again. Yes, that's true. <laughs> quads. Uh, quads. You can you can also see sort of the darker feel of this look versus the Raimi stuff. You know, just even though, like, sure, it's both New York. They both had New York at night. It's not like Spider-Man's costume is really that much brighter or darker than before. But there's something about this where you just you look at this and you can kind of tell um, where this is connected to. Not necessarily in the movie, but like the fact that this is for this take. A darker Spider-Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was really shocked at how much pushback this movie got. Um, I was so, so I was so shocked by that. I, I, I guess I'm just not like I don't I don't have my finger on the pulse of the Spider-Man fandom as strongly as I do other things. I don't know. Yeah, maybe there was a. Uh... A desire to see something that uh, wasn't trying to evoke the like the Batman Nolan stuff with Spidey. They just kind of wanted something. They wanted, I think, they wanted more of the Holland stuff beforehand when we weren't, you know, things weren't legally ready for that. Because you know, Avengers was the same year, so I think people just wanted something that felt like it fit, like they wanted an MCU Spider-Man type of thing, uh, a, a right. Nolanized Spider-Man. Is is kind of my my read on like what the fandom reaction is not necessarily like my own feelings on it. Were you against this movie at first? I was, um, I wasn't against the idea of the movie. I thought the, I thought the reboot would have an opportunity to explore stuff they didn't get to. So I liked the fact that, Hey, we're going to get web shooters. I'm like, okay, cool. Cause that wasn't in the previous version. I liked that yeah. we were getting Gwen Stacy. Uh, I liked, um, you know, the lizard. Like I liked that they didn't necessarily repeat stuff, even though yes, they did still have the origin. <coughs> But I didn't really like the the aspect of, of, hey, let's make it a little bit more Batman-esque, which is weird coming from, like, a Batman fan. But uh, I think I've made a little bit more peace with it, considering that, once again, just like with Batman, you have to have a take, you know, from one, yeah. one version to the next. And so, like, it seemed a natural place at that point in cinema history for them to go. It's not my preferred take. And I think another aspect of it is... Both Spider-Man 3 and this one have kind of a redemption arc for Peter where he's deliberately sort of not, you know, he's deliberately kind of selfish and not really that likable. However, mm-hmm. with Spider-Man 3, there's two movies built up to that where he has been likable. And you also have the symbiote as an explanation for why he's being selfish and vengeful and kind of shitty to, to people. Whereas right. this one, it's our introduction to the new Spider-Man and there is no symbiote. So it's it's one where I can kind of see how it, that was off-putting from a characterization standpoint. Kind of like what, what Zach said uh, when we had him on the show and he was talking about his issues with uh, Andrew Garfield's version having more to do with how he was written in the first one and how he thought that was more improved by the time we got to the second movie where Peter's sort of fulfilled that arc and is kind of closer to being the more traditional Spider-Man uh, towards the end, you know, a lot of this is him learning how to be a hero as opposed to him kind of already, uh, you know, being one once he dons the costume. 
Yeah, I, you know, the second one, I think they did kind of drop the ball, though, overall. Like, the the villains are, it's just something's not working there, man. I saw it in the theater only once. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've seen the first, ama- this, the first Amazing Spider-Man, like, two or three times at home. Not recently, but... Um, but I've only seen the second one once. It was just like it was, that. That was enough. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. I you know it's fine. You know we've covered we've covered a lot of this, I guess, before. But yeah, I mean the 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 overstuffingness of it. The like, hey, we're just going to do all this to set up Sinister Six and like the next one and and have three different villains in this it was just obviously one of the things that uh, showed they didn't learn their lessons. From the previous movies, what the set Spider Man three? I got look. I have another hot take. I have a lot of Spider Man hot takes. Mm-hmm. Would would the Sinister Six actually be good? It just seems like so many fucking villains. Like were the I'm I'll ask the comments too right now. What like were those Sinister Six runs in the comics? Any of them? They're really that good for a movie, or it was just like the first time in history that he was just fighting all of his rogues at once i guess like mm-hmm. i don't know i just it just feels like a lot uh for a movie especially like all at once if he did if he did like an avengers for villains kind of thing and they all had a one-on-one battle for like six for five movies and the sixth one you know was built up to be like this big grand finale i'd be like okay mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. Just for me, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not super into the idea of Sinister Six immediately off the bat. Right. Well, you're probably not even down for the idea of Sinister Six, the movie, without Spider-Man. Because that's apparently what the plans were. And we will cover that (laughs) when we get to it. Oh, my God. They were going to do that. That That's Sony's idea. The the Sony emails that got leaked out gave us that information. They're trying to do fucking everything. They were trying to make a <laughs> DC was trying to make a trench movie too. You remember that? Yes. For like for like a week and a half. Yeah, though apparently that was actually going to be the Black Manta movie. They were oh, just was it? it the trench? Yeah. Oh shit! I did not know that. All right. Okay. Well, sorry to derail again, but I I love my tangents. Let's get Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. So <laughs> we're, we're back. <laughs> uh, more of Spider-Man running uh, on top of taxi cabs. Very classic. Uh. Another one of him in front of this natural uh, ad that's at the top. Coming fall Coming 2012. 2012. <laughs> oh, you know, 11 years ago. Yes. At the time uh, of this recording. But again, from the concept art, you can now get a close-up. This is kind of our first real close-up on the Spider-Man suit, and you can see how it's, you know, it feels different from what we've seen for the past few episodes on Spider-Man concept art, because now we don't have the raised silver webbing from right. uh, the, the Raimi right. films. So uh, this doesn't quite, it's not quite what the suit would look like in the movie, but it's like a close enough approximation for concept art. And then... Yeah, that's cool. This is what, this is what we're going to leave off on before we go on the break, but it looks like there was going to be a fight between Spider-Man and Lizard on a bus. Uh, okay. That got cut uh, on a double-decker bus, and they're at the top uh, of that bus as it's speeding through. And so they're fighting here, uh... They're fighting through traffic as well. As we can see here, there's a chase. You can see Lizard and his tail chasing after Spider-Man. And it looks like Nizzy is sort of looking at what the back lot looks like on the top left. That might be the Warner Brothers back lot uh, for this. Yeah. It looks like it. 
they shoot like a lot of shit in there, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they've shot. They've definitely shot some of the Raimi Spider Mans there too. Yeah. Uh, and then this is the New York sightseeing bus that gets fucked up uh, in the crash, uh, but uh, it looks like it's a speeding. It's the speeding bus that uh, they're fighting on on the top that crashes through the cops, uh, the cop cars, uh, and. The cops are shooting at Spider-Man 2 during this because remember he's a wanted man, he's a vigilante, uh, <laughs> and yeah, this is just chaos <laughs> from here. This would have been a really cool sequence though. When I'm looking at this, this like, would have been Disney's, awesome. Disney's really rendered this well. Again, I don't really know story-wise how that would have worked with some of the other stuff, but uh, it's just cool to see sort of the idea. And then eventually, the bus was going to crash into an ice rink, an outdoor ice rink. Honestly, this would have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would, this would have been <laughs> quite the spectacle. This the writer must have just went absolutely nuts. Like budget, not in his mind at all. It probably was budget in terms of why this. Yeah, because like it, yeah. when you look at this, and then you get to the movie where you don't get as much of the lizard cops, and it's all in the Oscorp Tower, which was already <laughs> built for the movie. You're like, okay, that's probably because of budgetary reasons, as opposed to. You know, seeing the speeding bus through the streets of New York crash into an ice rink as, as Spider-Man and Lizard are fighting at the top of it. Oh, man. Yeah, this all looks really cool. Like, if you had this plus the Lizard dudes, mm-hmm. oh, man, it would have been pretty crackerjack. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't necessarily know how, like, what happens afterwards. But, yeah, this is them fighting again. This is another shot of them fighting again on this bus that's just going... I don't know who's driving this thing and who's, but like something's probably some mechanisms probably like creating it to be able to do that. Uh, this and is why we need we need less make a little bit less superhero movies. I, you can't believe I said this, but like, <laughs> but then focus on bigger budgets for their third acts. You mm-hmm. know, with the with the more we get, it's because like I would you know instead of like Quantumania, I'd like to get this. You know what I mean? Like some real. Yeah, well, Quantum Manium did have crazy set pieces, but still, I don't know. I feel like Not we haven't like seen this. anything quite yeah. this epic. This looks fucking epic. Yeah, and so who knows what happens after Lizard make, gets you know crashes into the ice here, but you know probably leads into another fight that's on the ice or something like that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we don't have anything uh, to show for that. This is it when it comes to Nizzy stuff. So maybe it was just an idea they went through and then they were just like, never mind, we're throwing that out of the script. It's all going to be on the tower. And then, you know, they just didn't bother doing the concept art for it. Uh, right. But who knows? Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're going to find some for the Patreon. But uh, until then, uh, after the break, we're going to go over the different concepts for Spider-Man and the Lizard. So check that out after the break. Don't skip the break. We got charity info in there. Listen, please. It's time for the September announcements, everyone. So, strap yourselves in. We have a few to uh, <laughs> let you guys know about. First one is, similar to what we've said before, we are starting to get closer to our goal for $300 a month. Thank you to you guys who have recently signed up. Uh, but we're not quite there yet. So, once again, join the Patreon. Help us out. Help us reach that goal of $300 per month. Once we reach that goal, we will celebrate on the main show by covering Superman Lives. I don't know how many drafts, but we'll see. (laughs) I'll try to do my best uh, on that one, but that is the main part for that. Don't you want to see us cover Cage's Red Speedos for (laughs) seven hours or more? 
<laughs> if we get to 400, maybe we try to get a replica suit and put Andrew in it, but we haven't really discussed that internally. <laughs> I, uh, that would be, like, with not with just the Speedos, but with the full suit. I've thought about mm -hmm. doing that, because I... <laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah, you if we get up, <laughs> if we get up to five hundred a month, there we go. I'll get the suit, I'll get, <laughs> and we'll do a photo shoot. How Surely about there's that? somebody on Etsy. Yeah, somebody on Etsy who can like recreate this one. Five hundred a month—that's the goal. But the first is the three hundred a month to do the the coverage mm -hmm. of of the unmade movies. Yes, for sure. Uh, so moving on to uh, Metal Force. Okay, everybody. So the campaign is ongoing as of this recording, and uh, we need your help. We have crossed our initial goal of two grand, which is great, but actually our full goal is a hundred grand. So this is because it's a feature. It's a live action feature. Some people have been confused by the art. After I did it, they think it's animation. So let me make that clear. This is a live action feature that was that is to be funded via Kickstarter. And it's basically uh, R-rated Power Rangers meets Stranger Things. It, the, the elements of those, basically. It's not a fan film in any sense. And it's not directly... Um, it's 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 got those influences uh, of the, of those elements from those shows uh, in its DNA. Let's put it that way, okay? So let me just spell that out for everybody. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go to Kickstarter.com/projects/metalforce/metalforce, that's two metal forces. Uh, you'll get right to our page. The link is right there uh, in the video. And uh, yeah, uh, just trying to campaign this month and bring it on up. So. That would be great. Please help support indie filmmaking. Hollywood has fucked us. You know, indie horror, indie tokusatsu, indie sci-fi, and a little bit of indie comedy. Uh, indie filmmaking, everybody. So uh, if you could, that'd be great. Um, we're coming after Bat in the Sun. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and Machinima, too. So mm, uh, yeah. that's it. Yeah, and also MetalForce.Ninja. The Kickstarter link is on that page as well if you want but the direct link to kickstarter is right here so yeah let's bring it on up and thanks to everybody i've seen some of some of the people from the podcast have already donated uh so that's awesome and if we could just bring bring it up even more that would be great so uh yeah that's it for metal force sweet all right other thing is our friends at newverse creative have released the audio drama version of the batman 89 comic adapted and narrated by yours truly uh, so, this is a full-cast audio dramatization of the Batman 89 comic, written by Sam Hamm and art by Joe Quinones, that I adapted and I narrated it myself. But keep in mind, because people are, have been wondering about this, it is not a direct transcript of the comic. It stays faithful to the core story, uh, but I've added a few things, combined a few scenes, made a few changes to adapt it to the fact that this is a, you know, fan-made audio drama setting. So, there are some uh, Easter eggs that are not in the comic, but I put in the audio narration because it was appropriate for audio. It wouldn't have necessarily been as appropriate in a comic. So let me know if you catch them, either in the comment Ooh. section here or in the comment section on YouTube. Part one has already been released, and as of this recording, part two may be released by the time this gets out. I'll have to find out, but that's what's up when it comes to uh, the audio drama stuff. And of course, there'll be uh, a couple more 
uh, on the way that uh, I adapt, maybe not necessarily narrate, but uh, I adapted and uh, you'll just have to find out when uh, we renounce those. Tell them how long it has been. Uh, each one is about 20 minutes. Okay, so you guys can do it on your commute very mm -hmm. easily. Yes. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Yep. So uh, thank you for that. And thank you to anybody else who has already listened and uh, left comments on that. Lastly, uh, our charity for this month is a big one personally for me because September is Blood Cancer Awareness Month. For those who don't know, I'm a survivor of Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so this is a cause obviously personal to me. If I did not survive the cancer, I would not be on the show. So uh, you can donate anything that you can to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society at www.lls.org. Uh, that's to help, you know, fund cancer research to help cure blood cancers like leukemia, like lymphoma, for those who, uh, you know, were not as fortunate as I was. Uh, so for those who are currently going through battles with cancer or similar chronic life-threatening illnesses, of course, uh, we all wish you, you know, the best in keeping you know, up the good fight. So thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, you know, uh, Ben has his story, and he's covered it before on the podcast. And uh, glad you beat it, Ben. And hopefully, mm -hmm. we can support other people going through this. And uh, yeah, just again, generally speaking, we can't just be loving hero shit all the time and not try to actually help people. Yes. <laughs> you know, where this is, we thought of this idea as a way uh, to uh, put our money where our mouth is, kind of kind of thing. So. So yeah, please check out the link uh, in the description and uh, donate if you can. So that's awesome. And also, Ben, actually another question. Uh, sure. The does like donating blood help this at all, or, or is that you know I I don't know. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I think it's it's a case where people who uh, like may need blood transfusions could use it. Uh, I was not someone who needed it. So okay. uh, I, I, I'm not aware of that, but that's, that's because that was my specific case. Other people might have stuff that was more severe that require uh, blood transfusions, in which case donating blood could help, but uh, I, I personally don't know. Okay. And last thing I'll say is my grandfather, my father's side, did die of Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, he was 34. Uh, oh, so, yeah, I never got to meet him. I'm older than he ever got to be. He did not ever get a cough checked out for two years, apparently. And uh, because he was too poor, didn't have any health insurance and died very early on. And my, you know, I grew up with my dad, of course, you know, as he, sh it's one of those things you shouldn't get over, but you know, my dad was never over that sure. and uh, used to hear about that kind of stuff all the time. So, um, yeah, you know, cancer fucking sucks, dude. As you as you know more than me, Ben. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, please support. Look at the link, and uh, LLS dot org. We have returned, and so has Spider Man. So, uh, get a load of this monstrosity. Man. <laughs> What's going on here? I don't know what they were thinking when it came to this. Uh, so <laughs> there's no way this could be the Bane costume. You would cause the biggest fucking uproar. This ever. came from uh, Ed Natividad, who we're familiar with because we showed Ed stuff for the Batflex stuff. Um, so 
This is, I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> it says costume exploration on the bottom left. Exploration. It, it looks, looks like, like he's naked. Twenty ninety nine ish I don't know why I think bit. that, but like. I guess because it's more red than, uh, yeah. it's more of one color than the other. Right, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this just doesn't work though. It's just, a, I don't know what it is, man. Just not, not great. It's like, I know you want it different from Raimi, but let's make him look like the comic book character, please. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like it either. So thankfully, they didn't go with this. Uh, <laughs> so this is closer. Here now we're yeah. talking. Yeah. Uh, also from Ed. Uh, so much closer to what we would end up in the movie. Though I don't remember as much of a break in the the ab section. No, they uh, don't. I think they didn't have I don't that. Think so. yeah. yeah, but this is a little closer to what we would end up going with. Still a little different. I think the chest insignia is still a little different, um, yeah. even though it is along those same lines. Um, it looks like we're still kind of dealing somewhat with um, silver webbing, but it's not raised up in the same way as uh, the Raimi one. So right. uh, this is kind of an interesting look. And now we have a look at the web shooters, which you know we've kind of commented beforehand were super important for you know certain sections of the fandom. It's not something that uh, Andrew, or, Andrew or I think is... You know, we can go back and forth uh, on it. I, I like the fact for this one, that they had it simply because we didn't have them in the previous one. So right. whenever there's a reboot, I'm just like, hey, like cover shit that we didn't get in the previous one. That doesn't necessarily yeah. make it better. It just means that, hey, it's different. Let's explore something else because we got decades and decades of comics. So uh, I thought yeah. they made the right choice by including it. Uh, it says, might suggest mixture, mixture is secured elsewhere in the suit. Um, so they're playing around with how do the web shooters work because this is the first time that they're incorporating them uh, in these Sony movies. Uh, so it does sort of evolve into the shooter that's on the bottom, um, sort of so sort of like the circular device that's on his wrist that has some sort of uh, uh, like cord that goes somewhere else. I don't know where that goes that produces the fluid, but somewhere on his body. <laughs> that part hasn't been figured out yet. Yes. Um, and yeah, a little bit more of the mechanics uh, of this. It says bullet web car- cartridges are fed of the delivery uh, and discarded when fully expanded. So, you know, they're really trying to figure out how do these work. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's cool to kind of look at the different ideas here. Blue capsule contains H2O and is combined with web formula. Two sets of refills are hidden within the glove. So they're also thinking about what if he runs out? Which is good thinking. Uh, a little bit more here, the different web shooter designs. Uh, and now we've got Spider-Man himself looking a little shiny. Yeah, He's a little, a little different. shinier. Yeah. Um, again, this is one where the, the silver webbing kind of... Uh, maybe this is the, the product of it being a digital render, but it looks the, the silver webbing here kind of just looks a little weird to me. Do you prefer that how Raimi did it, or you just want you you don't mind either way? You just want something different for the newer one, or or what? I think. I mean, look. I think the silver webbing on the Raimi Raimi one is iconic, but when you do a reboot, I do expect something that's different. Right, right, right. It's it's inevitable. Uh, so I I didn't mind the fact that they didn't have the silver webbing on this one. In fact, I prefer that they didn't, just so that it wouldn't. Um, seem too close you know right, like try right. your own version something that looks a little bit more homemade i think that's what i liked about the 
the Garfield suit and the uh, you know the the Holland suit kind of went even more so into it with with Homecoming when they revealed you know he spends almost half the movie uh, or it feels like half the movie but the last third of the movie in like the really makeshift suit uh, so like that right. that homemade feel that we didn't really get from the the Raimi one because it was more or less the the comic book one brought to life in a very sophisticated looking way but sort of the more rundown look I liked seeing that okay. Got See, it. We got a little bit more. We got him. <laughs> we got him doing some leg lunges in the top right. <laughs> He's working the uh, psoas muscle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to stretch that out. Lower lower back pain. So uh, let's see. What is this? This is. Oh, yeah. This is him approaching the hideout uh, for the lizard. This is from Matt Cord's con- or Matt Cobb's uh, concept art. Let me see. Is it quarter cop? Let me look at my. It's kind of cool Cod. how dark it is, though. Yeah, like, in the like, sewers. That's like super dark, but then he's the only like colorful thing in the frame. That's mm-hmm. all. That's kind of cool. Yeah, no, definitely worked. And then this is the fight with the lizard in the sewers. Uh, before the lizard figures out Spider-Man's identity, to be looking at by grabbing the camera. That's his property of Peter Parker. I mean, it's am I wrong, or is this the only Spider-Man movie where he kind of makes a web and walks around it like he's a spider? Ooh, I think you're right. Right? I might be wrong like, on that, but I think... Uh, I mean, outside of... I mean, there's ones where he and, like, MJ are lying on it, but that's not the same as him, like, on, like literally making the web. Like, that was a cool, that was another cool sequence that, that stands out, was him, like, he's on part of the web, and he's, like, shooting more and more, and he creates this intricate things yeah. that we can set up the camera like that was cool i like that a lot i that was kind of like some spider-man shit i always wanted to see not that mm-hmm. you know i'm we've been like uh dying just there's a lot of stuff that we haven't what am i trying to say we've seen a lot of spider-man stuff it's not like uh we've been wanting for a lot that's what i'm mm-hmm. trying to say gotcha. but that was one thing i was you know kind of wanting to see and, and, and this movie had it so mm. yeah no, it's a it's a cool it's a really cool uh, little sequence there. Mm-hmm. All right, this next one comes from Fabian Lacey, and uh, it looks like Spider-Man saving the cars on the bridge uh, in the sequence where he uh, identifies himself as Spider-Man to the uh, <laughs> the construction worker dude who's going to save him later on in the movie. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it is cool. It's a really cool sequence, uh, and we have this shot here, which is great of all the all the cars that have been saved by him. Just hanging off the bridge. Can you do a good New York accent? Uh, <laughs> that's my response to that. <laughs> I, dude, I can I try feel... to do. I can try to do like a mobster type of thing, but that's not necessarily like New York. It's Spider Man. Like, dude, I feel like <laughs> as hard as I try, like being from the South, I don't know. Like, I feel like we're not good at it. <laughs> Like, I don't, we're missing something. Like, I'm sure maybe some people will chime in like, no, I'm from Mississippi and I can do a perfect one. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of people can't do a great New York accent if you're from the, well, you're, you're from California, but I'm from Southeast originally. Mm-hmm. And like, every time I try, it's like kind of sad. Like, I'm walking <laughs> over here. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> give me some time. <laughs> give me some time on that one. It's Spider-Man. <laughs> it's New York. So, <laughs> I'll try it some. I'll try it next time. He saved my life. <laughs> Mozzarella. 
So Spider-Man with the uh, the family, which looks pretty precarious. It looks like the father in here is like balancing himself on the car door with the kid. Uh, so that's a shit ton of weight. Uh, but yeah, precarious just, indeed. Yes, they're uh, they're trying to figure <laughs> shit out. All right, here we go. This is this cool. This is cool. We have the lizard. So this is from Ian Joyner of Legacy Effects, and uh, this is sort of a rendering, a little bit of a. Uh, See a little bit of creature of the Black Lagoon in this. Just a slightly. little bit, yeah. Yeah, just sort of almost look like the gills type of thing, uh, gill man mm-hmm. type of thing with the uh, the cheekbones there. Yeah, he's he's cool. This is a little closer to what we get in the movie. Um, yeah. It seems a little greener in this. Greener, yeah, some purple. Yeah. Uh, this is very different though. Look at that. He's got like webbed armpits. Um, the face just you've just looks... gone completely non-human. Yeah, this has just been com- this is a complete monster type of thing, uh, which yeah. is cool. But I, I like what they did with the movie better because it's like you, you want to still see the humanity. That's there. yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, a little closer, what we would end up getting in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, and yeah, it looks like they they found what they liked here, where it's a nice mix of lizard with like a more human-looking face. Uh, there's a look at the tongue and the fangs of how that was going to look. So, pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. On to Spider-Man himself. It looks like they they played around with gold lenses for him uh, in this shot. That's from, just a uh, no, man. I just look gold <laughs> lenses. Are you kidding me? So It's immediate uh, immediate pass. What about on the Iron Spider? Because it's supposed to be like the well, Iron that... thing of gold and, gold and red. Well, that's like, he's already had like three or four suits already, even at that point, hadn't he? This yeah. is a reboot. This is the first suot. Yeah, I know. Supposedly. I know. I'm just, but, I'm just pointing it out. So oh. Might be oh like, what on, about Iron, Iron Spider? Sp- like, well, there's a, there's a reason why. On Iron Spider. Iron Spider over this. Yeah. Yeah, Iron Spider, I don't mind. I think that suit's pretty, that's a pretty cool suit. It was, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, I don't think it's because it's supposed to evoke a certain suit in the, in the comics, and like you said, it wasn't the first Spider-Man suit. Yeah, that we see yeah. the reboot. So, you know, and, and plus with this one, it's just the gold lenses. There's nothing else that's gold, so it kind of it just doesn't really work. You kind of want the white, the white lenses with this to go with you, the rest of it. Or at silver. least for the first movie, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, look, I you know, experimentation is important, I guess, but I don't know. It's yeah. Not not good for me. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, a little bit more of a traditional look on Spider-Man in motion as he goes from the uh, the roof of a building to taking down a, a criminal down below. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Uh, a little bit more Spider-Man. We're back to what looks like silver or white lenses. Um, okay. A little bit more traditional. This looks pretty close to what we would end up getting. I haven't I haven't done a comparison with the uh, the movie, but this looks close. Okay. So, uh, a little bit more of a sequence of Spider-Man chasing after the lizard. Potentially another take, right, uh, from artist Gloria Shi on um, the uh, the third act, if that was indeed part of the, the same sequence there. So, pretty cool. Ah, yeah, it's cool. Yes, there's another one. Um, similar one uh, from Gloria here of Spider-Man chasing after the lizard uh, in the streets, which seems like it would lead up to that, that bus sequence later on. Definitely, yeah. There was a lot going on. And then end up in the ice rink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. 
So uh, Jared Morant and Aaron Sims Company worked on some other renderings. So this is another take on the lizard, different from what we would get. A little bit more human than some of the other stuff, but still more monstrous than the the one that we would get in the movie. Uh, I just want to see the '90s Spider-Man cartoon brought to life. That's what I want. Give like that, the lab that coat. look. Need the lab coat, dude. Yeah. Like again, reptile in uh, Mortal Kombat in his lizard form. He's just mm-hmm. like naked, and it's just like, dude, give him like the some ragged clothes or something, you know, like the like yeah. uh like Wolfman like clothes when he transforms. Like, I feel like that's just you just need that. Yeah, especially because he's I, a scientist, so you want that reminder. Yeah, dude, totally. At, like, again, only tangential probably, but like Mystique being completely naked. Like, sure, it's a naked woman, but she's all painted in blue. You know, maybe I don't know. It's just like I would. I wanted the skulls. I wanted the skull and the the skull oh, belt or yeah. whatever, and the fucking mm-hmm. like the whole deal, like the 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 white dress and the skulls. I don't know. That, yeah, they never did, dude. That's one thing I, I would definitely want them to bring bring back in the MCU X Men. Um, anyway, yeah, this is uh, it's okay. Just yeah, ragged clothes, please. Yeah, doesn't look like they experimented with that. They just really wanted him naked. They really wanted, so. to, you know, lizards are. You know, to get to make him seem like a full lizard, I get it, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's you know it's fine, it's okay. Yeah, his legs look a little stubby here, sort of. Well, yeah, kind of. He skipped leg day compared to Spider Man. <laughs> the quads. Earlier in this, you got the calves. This is so why maybe. lizard wants to go after Spider Man. He's like, you have better quads, Peter. So I've heard you is... need two leg days. I'm going to start adding <laughs> another leg day myself. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is even stubbier here. Every every day is leg day for Spider Man when he's Dude, that's what it looks like over the place. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little oh, bit more of the monster. Yeah, just looks like they never really experimented with having the lab coat. It was always just going to be naked lizard. Which, like, I, I get from an artistic perspective, you're talking about also sort of having it break up the design, but. In another way, too, right? Like, it just makes it less generic looking. Like, if I showed I this so. and be like, yeah. hey, is this Killer Croc? Or is this the Lizard? Or is this Reptile? Like, you could get yeah. three different yeah. answers from different people. No, but exactly. exactly. put the lab coat on them, and suddenly you're just like, okay, well, that's the Lizard from Spider-Man. Clearly, so we're, we're in coat. agreement. We're in agreement on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. They should yeah, have absolutely yeah. given him the lab coat. 100%. And uh, if they found, dude, if, if in No Way Home they found some way for him to get the lab coat. <laughs> 11 out of 10. <laughs> it's already a 10 out of 10 movie. We're going into 11. <laughs> End of the goddamn stratosphere. <laughs> Especially when they found a way to get uh, Defoe in, like, purple and green. You know? Yeah, like, they yeah. found some ways to, to honor the comics. They got Electro looking more like the comics. With the design, with his, you know, the electricity. So, like, they, they could have found some way. You know, he takes it from Peter at one point in the lab. We were we were at 9.5. And then <laughs> Toby gives that stern-ass look. At the, <laughs> it went the up end. to 10 for you. It's 10, baby. <laughs> Immediately. 10. <laughs> see, some more renderings here. Uh, of Sort of like the transformation oh there's the coat there's the fucking coat there's you guys skipped coat. it should have put it in it should have done it look at that we got the coat in the other one too one it's and not th- even one in the two. Uh, yeah it's not even in the uh the 3d development the digital environment versions it's just in these uh these sketches man oh man it would have been cool 
back to naked. That's where the MCU needs to step in, but I don't know if they'll ever get to that, man. Like, I mean, yeah. For, I guess they would feel like they covered it because of. I mean, I get that it's not from his universe, but you know, that's true. We already had this fucking they technically movie. covered those five villains. That's true. We we already had Lizard. If I can, <laughs> like, let's just move on. Like, and plus, we have Secret Wars coming up, and the fallout from that is Venom, right? Yeah. Like in the comics, so mm-hmm. we might have Holland versus Venom of some sort. I think and, that's more in demand than Holland going up against another version of the Lizard. Yeah, because we can do Venom over and over because he's more popular than than, than yes. Connors. So so yeah, um, you know whatever. You know, at least we have this movie. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. So anyway, more of a human face on Lizard. It could be they were trying to be even more human than what we got in the movie, or this is like towards the end of his transformation. But you see a lot more of the human face with this one. This is like, I don't know. I it's a little too too human or something. But yeah. Yeah, they went overboard. Unless it's like the final stage right before it switches into what we got in the movie. Yeah, like a snout kind of thing. Or Yeah. Yeah, doesn't the 90s cartoon one have kind of a snout? Yeah, a big one, I think. Yeah, a bit, kind of a big one, right? Yeah. So, this one, this next one looks like maybe the best one so far for me. This looks, yeah, closer to what we got in the movie, but still a little different. He's a little greener. you got the black stripes. Um, you got the human eyes, though. The human eyes are important. I'm call- This is my favorite one so far. I like this one a lot. I think it this works. Just add the coat. What if they add the white lab coat <laughs> to this one? <laughs> that, that'd be. Now you're. Now we're talking. Like that. That would be so good. Because <laughs> he he looks lizard lizardy enough, but he looks like he can emote in this. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so like, yeah, it's good. This is good. Bright. It's kind of bright green too. So yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're talking here. I think. Yeah. Uh, another take naked again. <laughs> this looks very similar Bad. to the other one. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, eventually these all sort of blend together. <laughs> uh, all right, and then this is uh, a look at Spider-Man. So another. This is our last one that we're going to be looking at. But other designs for the Spider-Man outfit. Um, interesting to see that they really wanted to fuck around with the midsection there. You know, like the one on the far left has a lot more blue. Um, mm-hmm. The abs, and then the one in the middle is a little bit more broken up in a weird way, and then the third one kind of evokes. There's a little bit of 2099 in that. I hate the, the leg. Looks. The leg patterning. It's terrible. I, you know, the, the web, none of these the red web coming up. <laughs> none. I mean, no offense to anybody, but none of these are really. I think what we got in the movie is better than all of these. Like this is yeah. just this is just off, man. Like, I don't know, dude. It's too much. It's the third one's the worst, I think. Don't you think? Out of these? Looking at this. Mm. I don't, I'm not a fan of that third one. Far right is what yeah. I'm talking about. I'd put the one in the middle as a close second. Okay. I don't really like it that much either. I don't like I the mean, half shirt looking, Bill and Ted half shirt looking thing on the first one though. I mean, I don't like any of them really, but if I no. were to have to pick, I mean, out of the three, I mean, that one, that one at least basically oh, yeah. looks like comic book Spider-Man, but with like a half shirt. Oh, one? The first one? Yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whereas the other ones, I'm just like, okay, you're fucking around way too much at the arm area and breaking up the, 
uh, the abs in the second one, and then the third one, it's like it's all over it's the place. Complete shit show. Yeah, the pants look like they were made by somebody else from the top. The, yeah, it's and just it not also a... looks like they they photoshopped a random head. Like, the head doesn't fit with the rest of it on the third one. <laughs> it's like a right? like it should be like a like a young demographic anime Spider Man or something like a. But there's that Spider-Man and Friends thing, which is like for mm-hmm. literally three-year-olds on Disney Plus. Yeah. Like maybe there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of these really worked, but it, it's interesting because with, with the Raimi one, they stuck true to the comic with the Spider-Man outfit. So for the reboot, I think it was sort of like, well, how do we make it different but still recognizably Spider-Man? Uh, and I think they they hit a decent balance that was better than a lot of what we ended up seeing. For the concept art of hey, of being like, hey, just let's just do it without the raised webbing, have a slightly different spider insignia, um, maybe darker lenses for the eyes, uh, and maybe different shades of, of red and blue, but still, it's still recognizably Spider-Man when you see him. Uh, right. And I think that was the right way to go. Yeah, I think so. I think that it was it was a good suit. I think. Yeah. The final product. So, uh, at this point, I would ask, what was your favorite? But I think you already said. The lizard design and the the bus sequence where it crashes into the ice rink. I think those are. The oh highlights. yeah, definitely. That was really cool. You? Uh, yeah. Well, the the ice rink one for sure. Yeah. Because like I, I was going through uh, Dan's findings. I'm just like I don't remember this in the movie at all. And then just going through, I'm like, shit. This is an entire deleted sequence that never made it. That's really cool to see and just just imagine how cool that would have been on screen. So I'm I'm on record several times saying I think this movie is fine. I like it. Mm-hmm. You are okay with it. Um, I mean, am I okay with it? I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the last <laughs> time I saw because like it's one of those things where I don't really remember enjoying watching it, but I also can't tell you that much <laughs> about like it's because I, I'm just like I hate it. I need to say like my reasons, but I don't really hate it, and I don't really have a lot of reasons for disliking it. I think it was just more of I think it's just more preference on characterization on Peter. I think it's more preference on how the origin was told in the Raimi version. Even though, like, yes, I know you should judge it on its own merits, but it's kind of hard to when a lot of the, you know, a lot of the same beats are covered. It's the same, uh, the same fucking character. It's the same char- characters. Same character. Yeah. So, yeah. Same, yeah, same general idea, even though, like, it's a different villain, different love interest for sure. Um, I think, you know, Andrew Garfield obviously is uh, a fantastic actor i think he was i think he was great for what he was given his chemistry with emma stone is indisputable i think the best chemistry between spidey and his love interest in, in any of these uh Definitely. but i think there was just something for me maybe it was i didn't really like the darker tone maybe it was just the way that the story was told i don't think the second one is that great either but i can see what zach meant about uh garfield spider-man being more likable in that one uh as opposed to the first one so like it's a mixed bag uh, it's it's kind of like just how i feel about um the early snyder stuff uh with the dc like pre his justice league snyder cut where i'm just like it's got some cool ideas it's got good casting it's just kind of a mixed bag for me i wish i liked it better all right yeah i mean that's cool i you know this was just one of those times where I felt like pretty different from the internet. Like a lot of times mm-hmm. I will sort of get a lot of what people are talking about, but with this one, I don't know. It just, it mostly worked for me. Not, not perfect at all, but mm-hmm. 
So it was it was it was fine. I wasn't like dying for I guess I just wasn't dying for MCU Spider-Man as much as everyone else was. <laughs> yeah, I don't that was no. That was my theory, but I just remember so much at the time being just like, so is it tied into the Avengers? You know, like, is it, oh, is yeah. it tied into the MCU? And I'm just like, that's, yeah, you, I don't know. You hadn't, uh, you hadn't given up on Sony just yet. Um, I, it was just one <laughs> like where we I... Are. Like we are now. <laughs> it was a different time, man. I mean, like, it's... I know, I know. It, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was just one where I'm like, hey, like, if it's cool that they can tie it in, awesome. If not, then... Just let it just let it be because we grew up with Superman. I mean, not Superman, but superhero movies in general that didn't have to tie into each other. So the idea yeah, of just an Avengers yeah. movie in itself just seemed like it was a pipe dream. So uh, yeah. to have Spider-Man yeah. crossover would be awesome, but it's like, yeah, it's not required. And then suddenly, like, cut to 2016 and it's happening. So I'm like, okay, well, there we go. Um, right, kind of right. needed this in-between stage. Uh, it felt and and it just feels like there was a lot of untapped potential there, especially with uh, you know Andrew Garfield in the main role. You know, you have somebody who's a fantastic actor who is a huge fan of the role, and yet he's sort of let down by a lot of the mismanagement of where this franchise was going to go. Yeah, Sony fucked up. <laughs> yep. And on that note. <laughs> That is superhero stuff you should know. Coming soon from Newverse Creative. Riddle me this, Fred! What is everything to someone and nothing to everyone else? Your mind! In an uncertain world... In a chaotic time, Justice wears a mask. Batman does not kill? What if those slain during his fight with Jack Napier, the Joker? Love is a game. Let's just say I could write a heck of a paper on why a grown man dresses up like a flying rodent. Bats aren't rodents, Dr. Meridian. Power is a machine. Question marks, Mr. Wayne. My work raises so many question marks. Here's one for you. Why hasn't anybody put you in your place? And revenge is a trap. The bet must die. Courage now. I'll save you a bad buff back there. I think a little appreciation is in order. Truth always. Who's the boy wonder, Batman? Experience the original Batman forever. Finally performed in the style of the Burtonverse. I see without seeing. To me, darkness is as clear as daylight. What am I? Batman 3, based on the screenplay by Lee and Janet Scott Batchelor with Akiva Goldsman, 
adapted by Ben Wan from Superhero Stuff You Should Know. My parents were murdered in front of me. I was just a kid. I can't remember exactly what happened. But now there's a new element. A red leather book. Coming soon. Big thanks to Dan for gathering all the visuals with the YouTube experience, uh, especially that uh, the sequence with the ice rink. That was awesome. Had no idea about that. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, we had a big comment from Volright X on the Spider-Man 2002 concept art episode we did. So that kind of ties into what uh, we were talking about today. Volright says, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about Matt in reference to uh, Matt Herring, who was yeah. a uh, fan of ours. Uh, may he rest in peace, and I wish his friends and family the best. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank as you. As for the episode, I'd like to add some observation in regards to the web shooters in 20, 2002's version. Um, I'm actually inclined to believe they were originally going to use them, but were later removed. Here's why I say that. During the scene in Peter's room, if you look at his wrist, it looks like something was airbrushed out. Uh, and th- what we have here on the bottom left is uh, Dan's screen cap of what was uh, linked over. Uh, Volright says, I know it's a fan reconstruction. Sorry for that, but I couldn't find the original scene on YouTube. And that specific moment is from the final movie. Uh, but more importantly, on both the scene after Spider-Man first rescues MJ... And while he's hiding from Norman on Thanksgiving, the shooter's nozzles are visible on the suit's gloves, which you can see. Uh, so if you look at the, the center Spider-Man uh, picture with him across from MJ, if you look around his wrist uh, on the bottom, you can see something there. Uh, same thing with Toby on the right, where his uh, it's his it's the hand on the bottom right, where you can kind of see something poking out from his wrist. So that is interesting. I've not noticed okay. that before. Yeah. I think we've so. covered this before in some way, though, haven't we? Didn't we cover something about these wrists being in s- something? Well, we covered that they were playing around with the idea of web shooters in the movie, but and there not was necessarily some, if it was in it. And there was some shoot where he did have them, but they cut it or reshot. I don't know. I, there maybe was a trailer. I'm, there was a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd also like to bring up that apparently an early version of the suit had black lenses, as we can see on the bottom left which are possibly also briefly seen on the final film during the flip and punch combo at this scene, which we have <laughs> in the center when, with the montage of him taking out a bunch of criminals. Um, now, what I'm about to say is all speculation, so take it with grain of salt if you want, but I think these early black eyes influenced at least two things. One was the cover for the official tie-in game, and the other is a promotional CD offered by Kellogg's, which included a modified demo of the 2001's PC game, mainly changing the original suit to that of the movie, with one exception, which, of course, would be the the lenses. So, uh, as always, great episode, guys. And, of course, I indeed tell all my friends about the podcast. Indeed. Thank you. That's, thank you. That's right. awesome. I remember those days when they had, like, full games or demos and Serial Man. Like, mm-hmm. we, we used to be a proper country, y'all. Like, this. <laughs> those were <laughs> there the was, days. There was one called like Chex 3D, which was mm-hmm. like a Doom-like game, but you were in like a Chex world, and that's like mm-hmm. that's like lost to the sands of time, kind of. But like this happened every now and again, man. Like mm-hmm. I don't think there's any toys in in serial anymore. It's toy toys or promotional CDs, but um, yeah, it's it's cool. I never played this game though. This might have been PC only, but uh, 
Yeah, that's it's cool. I you know I I wouldn't want this for like a main thing, but seeing it in a game is is okay to me, I guess. Yeah, in terms of the black lenses. Yeah, the black lenses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It it could also be a practical thing too, with it being a little clearer for the actor to see. If we see here, like, is it just darkly tinted lenses here? Because you can kind of see through them in this picture on the on the bottom left. It's probably Oakleys. Yeah, probably. Like, like Oakleys were like <laughs> people, at least where I was from, or I don't know, maybe all over. Like people thought they were like the coolest thing in the late '90s, early 2000s, mid '90s mm-hmm. to early 2000s, and like maybe that was an influence on this. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. Uh, on to Alicia Holiday. Six seven three four. Uh, commenting on the Spider-Man four. Is this a girl? We have. This is <laughs> like I only bring this up because our YouTube analytics say we're like ninety nine point nine percent a male audience on this show. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for coming and upsetting our and 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 like you know what I, what how do I call it like uh, fucking up that ninety nine percent which I which I which is awesome. Unless it turns out that this is a male. But this could be a dude we'll also. See. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In which case, never Alicia. mind. But yeah, never mind. Yes. Anyway, who gives a shit anymore? Yes. I'm done. I'm done with it now. All right. So, uh, <laughs> reading up the full comment, I heard that Mary Jane died because Vulture killed her. This is another uh, rumor. Uh, oh I didn't God. hear about it, but I saw a storyboard that shows it. It was in a fan fiction of What If Spider-Man 4 Happened. Sounds like somebody didn't like MJ and was going for wishful thinking. Uh, I don't really know if the storyboard is real or if the creator of the channel made it. I feel as if we would have known at this point that they were going to kill Mary Jane. Doesn't seem correct to me. Yeah. Uh, I think the second cameo of Bruce Campbell as Quentin Beck, uh, because of him not Peter going in and saying that it would break the illusion. Okay, so this is this is my interpretation of, of what Alicia said. Uh, in the second movie, Bruce Campbell has a cameo as, as quote-unquote, Snooty Usher. That is the character name mm-hmm. yeah. for that. And he doesn't let... Uh, Peter in uh, because claiming that it's because the play's already started, uh, but the specific word choice is that it would quote unquote break the illusion. So okay, uh, that's why she thinks that, uh, or Alicia thinks that uh, this is Quentin Beck as the usher. Okay. And then, though I don't know what he was doing, also pretending to be a French major D in the in the third one, or uh, being uh, announcing wrestlers, amateur wrestlers. <laughs> going up against, uh, you know, Bonesaw McGraw on the first one, but whatever. We won't right. know until now. But I think, again, most likely explanation, it's a different guy each time. Okay. It's the most likely explanation. Oh, well. <clears throat> All right. Last one comes from uh, Kendarius Dupree, Art3891. Uh, this was on our Who's the Most Heroic Batman. Uh, Kendarius says, first off, I'll give Keaton this. He's the only live-action Batman who created a Gotham that no longer needed him. So... Uh, this is true. Maybe we should bump him up in the ranking. However, like I brought this up in a Patreon, we don't exactly know how he did that. <laughs> there have been jokes online that it's because he killed everybody. <laughs> so, of course, it's the safest. He stuffed bombs down their pants. <laughs> That's true. We don't know just yet. And we'll never know because, you know, that's done. <laughs> Could be if we did the benefit of the doubt, because I know we did a benefit of the doubt thing in, in the Patreon. It, it could just be a thing where, well, you know, maybe he just stuffing the bomb down that dude's pants and Batman returns to the last of it. And then from then on, he just didn't, he cleaned it up the right way uh, from, from the rest of it, which would be cool. But we'll just, never know. Should the, should the flash count? That's another question. 
<laughs> Should we what, are really we just care? not counting that whole movie now? Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with it. Uh, so, second off, Skandarius, <laughs> if you ever do a scariest Batman, this could be interesting, it should automatically go to B-Taz Batman because he's the only Batman to scare someone out of insanity. What episode was that? Interesting. You don't even know. Wow. Okay, I don't feel bad. I'm I'm blanking on this one. Uh Kandarius, let us know. Uh on the because like it could be that I didn't interpret it as him scaring someone out of insanity. You know? Like right. it, there's plenty of been times where he's you know scared the shit out of people, but I'm just like, when did he scare someone out of insanity? Harley. I know maybe? that Harley Harley pretended to be sane or claimed that she was sane, but I don't think it was because she was afraid of him. I think it was just because mm-hmm. she just got the clean bill from Arkham. Let us know uh, on that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thanks for the comment, Gendarius. And uh, with that, on to the shout-outs. We're here sooner and sooner every week. Uh, so, yeah, I want to thank, uh, let's see, Carlos R., Jose D., Robert H., and the amazing Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> this episode she... is for you. <laughs> well, I'll say he because it says Spider-Man, so he's uh, mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, we want to thank our other supporters. And uh, we've told you about our friends here, and uh, now we'd like you to do us a favor. We want you to do all your... Well, hold on a second. I just fucked that up. We want you to do all your friends for us, is what I was about to say. <laughs> there it is, everybody. Show's over. <laughs> Perfect ending, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.